Welcome to Married by Design. Change so hard can be so difficult and yet so exciting. This is the key to really handling life's issues and that's what we'll be looking at this time on Married by Design. The purpose of the Married by Design podcast is to encourage couples to enjoy all that God has for them in their marriage relationship. Well, welcome back to Married by Design. We've just started an extended series entitled Handling Life's Issues. We're looking at this process of change in the way that God can help us to change in our lives and how we face a lot of difficult issues and how God wants to help us handle those issues. And so we've just started looking at this concept of all that God desires for our lives. And this week we're looking at this idea of change. This is all built out of a book entitled Self-Confrontation that uh, I think is out of print right now. Uh, But it just gives a lot of great resources, a lot of great ideas for people that are uh, looking at um, handling life's issues. Uh, We all struggle with issues. And so we're in the process of encouraging you as you listen. But also we want to encourage you to learn so that maybe you can encourage and counsel and help other people that are struggling with issues. And this week we're uh, beginning to look at this uh, idea of change and Even before I do that, we just need to say that our podcast is a weekly podcast, but over the last couple weeks, we have not published an episode because we've had family in town. My mom was here, and then when she left, our sister was here, and our boys are here. So for the last couple weeks, we've been kind of out of commission hosting people, but now we are back on track, so we should be producing one each week uh, on Wednesday. So I look forward to that. So let's talk about change, this idea of change and and how uh, challenging it is and just begin to get an idea of how we can actually do that. One key concept um, in the idea of biblical change is understanding that we can change. Um, We are expected to change. In Scripture, God gives us instructions on the kind of character He wants us to have, um, the kind of heart he wants us to have and when God expects something of us he always gives us the resources to accomplish that Um, so we can always find hope in scripture knowing that we can change Mm. Uh, 2 Corinthians 4.16 says so we do not lose heart for though our outer man is wasting away our inner self is being renewed day by day and that's just the idea that each and every day God can shape and mold our heart um, to to change our character, to change our perspective, um, and to change um, the way we respond or react to people and situations. Um, so it's a key concept here. You can change. It is. There's never a hopeless case. God always gives us the resources to change. Yeah, that's good. I mean, you think about life, one of the things that makes life exciting is that the change. Change is something that we can be resistant to. And I think especially in counseling, we see that a couple can come in, they see issues, they want to learn how to handle the issues, but it involves them changing the way that they look at the issues, the way that they treat each other, the way that they respond to each other. And if they're not willing to change, then they're not going to see the progress in the relationship. And that's really true in a lot of different areas. I think that God does really challenge us to change and to adapt and to grow 
uh, and to respond to the things that he wants us to do so that we are, as you said, our inner self is renewed day by day. We don't want to be stalled in our faith. We don't want to be stalled in our relationships. But it's a healthy thing to be constantly growing and changing and adapting and learning the things that God wants us to learn. And and I think it involves choices. In Ephesians 4, Paul there writes about putting off the old man and putting on the new man, the new self, which is created after the likeness of God in true righteousness and holiness. So in that whole chapter, Paul is uh, suggesting and challenging the Ephesians to this concept of change. That is that we look at things in our life that we struggle with, uh, things that maybe we make bad choices on, the old man, kind of the sinful ways, the old habits that tend to pull us down. And what Paul's suggesting there is that we have to begin to put off those things. We need to stop doing certain things. And then at the same time, he talks about putting on your new self, uh, putting on the new man. That is that not only to stop certain things, but also to start certain things. And that's what he talks about in Ephesians 4. So, for example, in Ephesians 4, he talks about putting off lying and instead put on speaking the truth. So this is part of that idea of change, that in our lives, when we look at an area of our life where we think, I really want to change this area, a couple good questions to ask is, what do I need to put off? What do I need to stop doing? But don't stop there. Uh, That's only half of the question. Because the other half is, what do I need to put on? What do I need to start doing? It's like when you get up in the morning. You get up in the morning, and you put off your pajamas, hopefully, except for me because I work at home, so I wear pajamas all day. But you put off your clothes you wear, wear to sleep in, and you put on your clothes for the day, for the things that you're going to be doing. That, in a way, is a little bit of change, and that's the picture that Paul gives us of this idea of making those choices so that we reflect that likeness of God in true righteousness and holiness. And this whole process of of change, of um, putting off the old man and putting on the new man, um, we call sanctification. Um, The process of having our character molded to look um, like Christ. 2 Mm -hmm. Corinthians 3.18 says, We all with unveiled face, beholding the glory of the Lord, are being transformed into the same image, from one degree of glory to another, for this comes from the Lord, who is the Spirit. So sanctification is the idea of growing in our likeness to Jesus Christ in his character, in his um, perspective. Um, it's what God desires of every Christian, and it's what um, Paul talks about throughout uh, the New Testament. The process of change is is sanctification. It's becoming like our Savior um, and reflecting His likeness to the world around us. Yeah, that's good. And you think about that because sanctification isn't really an option. If you are a believer, if you're in Christ, there's that process that God is calling you to go through of, of being made more and more to look like Jesus Christ in your character. So God will use a number of resources that we're going to talk about to kind of spur that on and to help you to realize that um, we are to be transformed into that same image of Jesus Christ from one degree of glory to another. 
And he says at the end of that verse, uh, for this comes from the, the Lord who is a spirit. So the Holy Spirit has that part. He has a wonderful way of prompting us and challenging us and encouraging us and teaching us in that process of change. So we're not left alone to figure out how to change on our own, but we're given the power, we're given the understanding and the wisdom from God's Spirit to be able to do that. And there's one other part of that verse I love. It it talks about we with unveiled face beholding the glory of the Lord are being transformed. So the idea of we often think about change as like, okay, I just need to stop doing something and uh, I just need to start doing something. That's part of it. But this verse talks about the fact that equally important is the fact that our attention is on beholding the glory of the Lord, looking to Jesus, loving him, seeking him, uh, putting him first. And that's part of that whole process of change. So that it's not just a a man-centered self-effort to try to control myself, but as we love Jesus more, as we're beholding him and have our eyes on him, we're naturally going to change. And I think that's part of what that verse is all about. Now, we want to spend a little bit of time about the barriers, the barriers to change, because change is not easy. It is hard. A lot of people, including ourselves, at times we're kind of set in stone and we're resistant to change. You can be so comfortable in your life and the way that you respond and the things that you do um, that you just find it hard to change. So I want to spend just a little bit of time talking about the barriers to change and we'll address this again later on. One of the barriers to change, why people are resistant to change, is because of doubt. They don't believe that they can change, and Janet's already talked about this some. It is that they look at their lives, maybe there's something in your life that you've struggled with a long time, an attitude, an area of sin, a thought process, ways that you've handled things, and you've been in the same pattern for a long time. And when we start to talk about change... Some people will think, I don't believe that I can change. I've done this for so long. I'm set in stone. There's no way that I can change. But I think the reality is that God can teach an old dog new tricks. No matter how old we are, there is that process of sanctification. And we believe in a God who is incredible, that he can do miracles. So for the person who feels like they are are locked in stone, God is bigger than that uh, being set in stone. I would also add to that, some people don't believe they can change. I think some people also just don't want to change. Yeah, that's good. They know they should, but they're comfortable. And they're comfortable with sameness. And it's a threatening or just makes them uncomfortable to think about having to change the way they think, change the way they do things. Um, Mm -hmm. And we have to turn that over to the Lord and ask Him to give us a heart that wants to change um, and believes that that God can do that work, Mm. um, but also to desire it because it's what God desires for us. And to ask for that change of heart, to have that same desire to glorify God by being willing to change and become more like Jesus and in that way glorify Him. Yeah, that's good. I mean, the whole idea of our desires and how God can change those help us to look at it differently so that we're really open to to doing the change that needs to take place. 
I think sometimes people don't want to change because they honestly think they know better, maybe than God, about their situation, about their life. Um, they Sometimes people have handled things a certain way because maybe they think that's the best way to handle them. And they think that it works, even though it really doesn't work. And that's what we found also in counseling, that people keep doing the same things over and over, uh, thinking they know what's best, but they never actually admit to themselves that this way of responding to my spouse, this way of handling this, this way of thinking is not getting me anywhere. It's not helping our relationship. It's not helping my relationship with God. And so what we're going to be talking about through this whole long series of handling life's issues is the idea of how to think better, how to think differently uh, based on God's word. And to realize, especially if we're hitting our head against the wall, we've got to stop and ask ourselves the question, is there a better way of doing this? And I'll tell you, the better way is always according to scripture. We'll talk about that a little bit later. Just one other idea about people being resistant to change Um, And we see this also a lot in marriage counseling is that people are resistant to change because they're waiting for somebody else to change. They're waiting for their spouse to change. They're waiting for the situation to change. And they fail to see how important it is that they need to take that ownership themselves. They shouldn't be depending on somebody else, waiting for somebody else to change. If God is calling you to change, I don't think God says, well, you don't have to change until your spouse changes, until they fix themselves, you're okay doing what you're doing. We each have that responsibility, that calling to work on ourselves through the, the power of God's Spirit. So we should never be in a place where we say, you know what, I'm not going to change until he changes, until she changes, until this happens in their life. We have to start with ourselves, and that's part of that dynamic of changing a marriage. When each person decides, I'm not going to wait for the other person, I'm going to work on me by God's Spirit and God's ability, that's when things can begin to happen in the marriage relationship. And another, um, probably the most important thing to understand about the idea of biblical change is that God is the true agent of change. Mm. We cannot change ourselves, not really. Um, What we need is a change of heart to have a true character change um, and a lasting change. It's got to be an operation of the heart performed by God through His Holy Spirit in us. Um, Now, people can change um, without Christ, if they're highly motivated, often they can bring about a behavioral change. But that doesn't usually last long term because there's no change of heart and no change of belief. Um, so however motivated they may be for a time, that ends up fading because all they're doing is behavior modification and there's been no change of the heart. Yeah, I think about that in the Old Testament. There's a verse where I think it's in Ezekiel, maybe, where it talks about God is going to put in them a new heart. Uh, maybe it's Jeremiah. And, and that's a, a verse about that. God looked at the Old Testament in Israel and he said, I need to put in them a new heart. Take away their heart of stone, give them a heart of flesh. And so that's God's work where he can do that in our lives as well. So that's good. Yeah. uh, Ephesians 2 verse 1 says that we were dead in our trespasses and sins. 
without Christ, we are dead. Scripture is very, very clear about that. And when something's in, dead, there is no change. There's decay, but there's no mm-hmm. positive change. Um, so what we need, like Joe said, is a change in our heart. We need to be brought to life through um, Christ, through His Holy Spirit in us, um, being taken from death to life. Mm-hmm. Um, also in Second Corinthians 4, it says that we're blinded uh, spiritually. We are unable to understand spiritual things, um, and therefore when you're blind, you can't really change anything because you can't see what needs to be changed or how to change mm. it. Um, Romans 5, 6 that w- says, while we were still powerless or weak, Christ died for us. <laughs> John fifteen four says that as a branch cannot bear fruit by itself unless it imbi- abides in the vine, neither can you unless you abide in me. That idea that apart from Christ, we are fruitless. Um, like a, a a fruit vine, a, a grapevine that doesn't produce any any fruit um, because it's been cut off from the main vine. Without Christ, we're fruitless. We can't produce the fruit of the Spirit, um, the fruit of righteousness in our lives um, that are the agents of change. And um, we need the work of the Holy Spirit in our hearts to bring about the changes that will bring glory to God and help us to walk closely with Him. Yeah, that's good. I mean, that that, that idea of being fruitless and powerless and all that, it, that just naturally leads to the gospel. And so God's the one that wants to change our heart. He's going to give us the resources and the power. But it really starts with the gospel to see that we need the power. We need to know Christ. We have to have a relationship and understand that we've sinned, that we've done wrong. That breaks our relationship with God. It alienates us to God. And yet God so loved us that he He gave his son to bear our sins, to, to reconcile us to God, to fix the relationship and to give us new life. We're new creations. We have a new heart. And those are all the things that will enable us to really make the lasting changes that need to be made. As Janet said, we can work on the outside a little bit and it'll last for a while, but it's really the heart that has to change that will make it a lasting change that will really be consistent and long term. You know, the other thing um, as I think about change is how important the word is. We're going to be given a lot of scriptures. We go through all these principles And God's Word is powerful. It doesn't return empty. And so when we study the Word, God is going to use His Word to change us, to help us to think differently, to convict us, to encourage us, to do a number of things. And so the Word is important to to be in, to be studying, to be looking at these verses, to be having a quiet time and getting in the Word, because that's part of how God uh, will help us and, and fashion us. Uh, that's the way that God gives us freedom in our life by understanding the right way to go and the right way to be a husband, the right way to be a life, a wife, and to realize that uh, God has a lot in store for you. God wants those changes for His honor, but also to be a blessing to you. Uh, God wants to move us to a better place in our spiritual life, in our in our relationship with our spouse. So we're going to continue looking at that. 
And we just want to encourage you to stay with us. If if you have questions about the things that we've said, you can email us at marriedbydesign01 at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you if you have ideas or suggestions, um, anything that we can give input to you, or maybe there's a way that we can pray for you. Uh, send us an email uh, just to encourage us as well. We encourage you to rate the podcast if you've never rated it before. It just takes a few minutes, and it means a lot. It gives us more visibility. And uh, so we just want to thank you for that. And so next week on our podcast, we're going to t- continue to look at this idea of change and um, to understand that the resources, all the thing that things that God gives us and all the actions, the, the things that God wants us to be involved in to help us to get to a place where we're really ready to change and it's really lasting change. So that's what we're going to look at next time on Married by Design.